0: Hey, pals. Welcome to Team Up Moves. I'm Fiona. This week, we have the second half of our actual play of Marvelous by S. Donnelly and Hannah Rogers. We are elated to be back with our guests, Emily Booza of the Whelmed Young Justice Files podcast, as well as other actual plays, and Jay Edidin of Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men. When we last left our characters, Stephanie's young hero, Amphitrite, lost her voice trying to siren song an enormous kraken back to the depths of the ocean. Emily's Trixie, the Teen Witch, gave her a tonic to help with her voice, but we'll see how well it actually ends up helping. Meanwhile, Jay's villain, Alex, destroyed the construction equipment that was going to bring a new train station and housing development and mall right near my character, Brethan's aunt's sheep farm. That about catches you up, so let's get back to the game. We'll play, we'll play, we'll play, we'll play. Let's do another scene. So we sort of stew on this broken friendship. Trixie, what's been going on with you?
1: Should I, should I ask one of my questions or should we just start making stuff up?
0: If you've got stuff that you're, you want to kind of snowball off of what's been going on, that's, that's total fair game, yeah.
1: I wish I did, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, (laughs) We've just had so much stuff going on. I'll throw out one of my questions because I'm the last one who hasn't asked a question. And then we'll go from there to see where we get. Because I feel like we have like two main plot things happening. Uh, There's
0: also like the side question of Trixie and Alex had a strange interaction. Yeah. That I think (laughs) is also unresolved. Yeah, I'm not
2: going to be actively searching for you, but I'm going to be keeping an eye out for you because I am intensely curious about your ghost cat. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So I was going to actually ask a question of breath in and then we would all end up all connected and we can all interact however we want from there, if that makes sense. Love it. And then you can find me and find my ghost cat <laughs> who's here. I don't have any... I think the funniest thing about this is that you have so many questions about this ghost cat, and I've simply accepted it to the point of like, I have no answers because I have I ask no questions.
2: Oh, they're not questions for you.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Correct. I think the the I assumed this is where we were going, but I still just want to say, in my brain, Boo has no answers for you either, because she's a cat. Uh <laughs> she does not care. She's like, I'm good. Who are you? But to get back to uh questions for brethan from my list i would ask when was the last time i scared you
0: let's see did i work on some of your costume stuff
1: so i don't think trixie really has a costume because trixie kind of in the same vein as alex isn't like, do- doing a thing as a hero. Like, she is not a public hero trying to do stuff. She just sometimes ends up in weird situations because okay. when you have magic and you go do magic things, sometimes things show up and you feel the need to try and help. Okay. <laughs> so she doesn't really have a superhero costume or a superhero persona. She's just running around getting into getting into stuff.
0: Um, Let's see.
1: Is there any chance that you're... Your sheep farm has any sort of, any products that it sells that get sold at our shop.
2: Everyone uses lanolin. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, and and actually, sort of in my mind, I, I would put the the magic shop also right next door to Puns and Needles, which is the uh, crafting <laughs> yes. shop. Yes. So I, I bet I make deliveries for both, right? I'm bringing in a bunch of dyed yarn to there, and then, yeah, I would come over and... And and deliver the lanolin and and yeah like I'm I mean I'm mundane I I wonder I feel like I get bad bad vibes off of the shop right I mean if like if when you're there and it's like full of ghosts like I don't know if I can see them but I can probably feel them
1: maybe I'd argue that to me at least to Trixie and her family uh-huh. ghosts don't have bad vibes like in ghosts in general are not malevolent and they are not a bad force they are just a force okay and so that's the thing like most almost all of the ghosts that Trixie interacts with are just people who need something and she is the person that they go to and so to her it is so normal that like it doesn't have a weird energy to it at this point for mundane people there might be some energy and there might be some weirdness to it but I kind of want to emphasize the idea of like it is not, like, that thing of, like, you walk in and you immediately get, like, a headache and get sick and feel like, oh, this is bad. You're just like, okay, this is weird.
0: <laughs> How about this? I was, I was going to make the delivery. Like, I was going to come in the shop. I saw you sort of through the window. And were you, like, maybe you were, lo- like, I thought you were alone in the shop, but maybe you were, like, telling off a ghost and getting upset. And we start to get some of the floating and sort of the glowing stuff. Yes. and That you
1: have absolutely no context for why it's happening. So to you, I just look like I'm having a meltdown.
0: Yeah. I think, though, I have to deliver the lanolin.
1: I just want to clarify. For me, as a person who is ignorant and has no idea what we're talking about, what is lanolin? I don't know nothing
2: about sheep.
0: Uh, Jay, can you explain? I only have a slight understanding.
2: I have a vague, vague sense. It's basically... It's it's
0: basically this oily waxy stuff that
2: um coats wool. Got it. It's very very sheepy smelling. Yeah. Uh. It's used a lot in um like really hardcore like hand ointments and things like that. Usually very scented.
3: If your skin hurts, you might want to put some lanolin on it,
2: especially if it's cracking. Yeah. If you use a lot of homespun yarn with like not minimally treated with with the wools minimally treated, if you notice that it like feels soft and it makes your hands kind of soft. That's the lanolin coming off of it. Mm. And I found out because for complicated reasons, we were going to order some in the mail and make stuff out of it that if you order a pound of it in the mail, it gets shipped to you in a Ziploc bag in a flat rate priority envelope. And it's the weirdest <laughs> kind of thing in the world. And you just have a Ziploc bag full of Kind of my own, very flat.
1: Okay, nice. I just needed a clarification because I was like, everyone is confidently saying a thing, and I don't know what it is.
2: <laughs> but I, I, assume the shop, the shop also probably buys, you know, occasional sheep bones and things like that. Yeah, you know, when you have a
0: sheep die, there's folks who are like, need some organs. So what is I mean, what is this conversation that that you're having, Trixie? Like, how is a ghost like really getting under your skin in this regard?
1: Uh, let me think. I have one thought that's related to the amphitheater, and then I'm like, I could just come up with something else if people throw me a random uh, time period to pull a ghost from. But part of me is thinking, what if it that Bernard, the sea captain ghost... Is still harping on me about how he didn't get his tote bag because I dropped his tote bag <laughs> <laughs> to you know fight a sea monster. Yeah, there were more important things going on, and this grizzled old sea captain is just annoyed that no one will give him a tote bag. And I'm like, dude, dude, please, you can you can go to the ocean. I they're right there. We a bit they're everything's still getting cleaned up. Just go get your own. I am working. I have a test tomorrow.
0: The way I the way I hear it, uh, her other concerts are canceled, so there won't be a chance to get some more tote bags. No, no, they're not canceled.
3: We're just doing our best to like. No, we're not. Can- we're not ready to cancel.
0: We're not giving up.
3: <laughs> it's a rumor. It's a media rumor that the other concerts are canceled. Nothing official yet.
0: Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think Bre- Brethan like probably just is like knocking timidly at the door. Like, so that you can't hear him, I think, is sort of the, like, he doesn't want to be there and probably, like, creaks it open and tries to sneak in and deliver it. And the problem with this plan is that you still need to sign for it, but he somehow thinks that he can get in and out without you noticing him and still somehow get your signature.
1: So when you walk in, what what you see uh, is Trixie arguing about tote bags with a with a man that you can't see while she is as this conversation has been going on and she is getting more and more heated and more and more frustrated that this man has a to her very silly request that he could go solve on his own gosh darn it <laughs> and she has started to float a bit and glow a bit and things around her are starting to float which is perhaps the most disconcerting thing about this like she is standing next to the counter and like candles and trinkets and other things are just starting to float a couple inches off of stuff and she she does not notice you as you enter and is still loudly arguing with this man which can I say counts as having a shouting match instead of a conversation so I can get another token
0: (laughs) I think so thank you I kind of want to use a a a regular move here which is probably like I'm scared but also like you do seem to be going on intensely about tote bags. And so that like puts a veneer of kindness and mundaneness on this a little bit. And so I'm going to ask uh, as one of my regular moves, excuse me, like, how can I, can I help you? I- I've got this to deliver, but also, I mean, tote bags are like the best pocket. I'm kind of good with that.
1: And so the second you say that she realizes that you're there <laughs> and like that kind of, growing magical almost almost trance-like frustration breaks and like everything drops back down to the counter and like a few things fall over and she has to grab them and (laughs) she's not glowing she's back on the ground and is kind of like staring at you (laughs) like um ah yes this is a totally normal thing that I'm doing
0: He says, it might surprise you to look at me but I I I I know some folks kind of in the you know in the the scene so like don't don't worry. Like, I- I'm cool.
1: Okay. um, I'm arguing with an 18th century sea captain about getting a tote bag from a concert largely attended by 12-year-old girls. And that's a normal day for me.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take a, a weak move of not knowing what to say on that one. Mm.
1: It's just one of those things where there's like two panels that are just both of us staring at each other yeah. <laughs> as you process this information. And then after that brief awkward pause... Trixie catches up to what you said earlier and just goes, tote bags are the best pockets?
0: Well, in terms of just, just scale, you know, right? Like, certainly larger than pretty much anything that you would put on a garment itself. Portable, attractive, go with anything, really.
1: Fair enough. And she's going to turn back to this ghost that you can't see. Does it need to be this tote bag or do you just need a tote bag? I still don't know why you need this. I You have never explained yourself well. Um.
0: Does someone want to play the sea captain in this in this situation? Grab the uh, setting element here. I'd settle for a t-shirt.
1: Okay. Now I have options. Wonderful. And she's going to turn back to you, having heard only half of this conversation, and be like, odd question, but no weirder than anything else in my life. Do you know where I could get any sort of amphitrady merch?
0: Oh, um, yeah, you know, actually there, I... I saw TikTok earlier. They were uh, putting a bunch of it in dumpsters. They think they can't sell it now after what happened down in the aquarium. Ask him if he's been to sea. Shouldn't trust a young man who hasn't been to sea.
1: <laughs> you just, you just see Trixie do what I did uh, in this audio medium of just holding up a hand in front, like to calm again, air. Of. Okay, so. Is just is that just places or is there like a place or?
0: Oh, um, you, you know the the. Uh, I think it's in it's in the the dumpster part of the warehouse district.
1: Oh yeah, the dumpster part of the warehouse district, as we all know. Yeah. <laughs> the dumpster subdistrict of
2: exactly. the warehouse. <laughs> My friend Marjorie says you can get them on the eBay.
3: Please tell me the sea captain is interested in eBay because it's a bay. R
2: on on, on, on the eBay. I assume that's out at the docks.
1: Bernard, if I give you directions, if I give you detailed directions, will you go and get your own merch
2: and leave me be for the rest of the day? And 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 do what? Stare at it? Walk through it? What? Are, it's not like it, I can handle cur- currency here. He emphatically
0: moves through the counter and several other objects as if to make his point. If you need me to take someone somewhere, I've got a car. <laughs>
1: That's that's a very kind offer.
0: Ask him if he knows where the eBay is. <laughs>
1: um. Okay. Uh, a clarifying question for you, Bernard. If you can't interact with objects, why do you want pop star merch that you can
2: neither hold nor wear? It's the principle of the thing. <laughs> Look, I've been stuck around for how many hundreds of years. We didn't have a pop star. Well, we sort of had it. it was complicated, but the point is, no one, no one was using glitter dyes, glitter paints, glitter, whatever, on shirts when I was alive. Not, 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 you know, not the stuff I could afford. No one was printing, printing names, wearing things. No one. Have I ever had 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 an opportunity to interact with this, you know, in my life or even in my death? No. And all I ask is for you to give me this one thing. Let me live vicariously. Have this opportunity just once.
1: You just see, Trixie simply. Collapses onto this counter as she has been going in circles with this man for days of trying <laughs> to communicate the idea that like okay I'll get you the thing but like how do I I can't get it you can't you can't take it from me you can't look like, you're what do you're you want ma-
2: you're mad you're magical presumably you can work something out
1: do you just do you just want
2: to be glittery is that what this is no like, I, I want to support the small the small mermaid to proclaim her message. She seems positive. More kids these, day could, these days could use positivity like that
3: at the sea. <laughs> I, I wish Infotredi could hear this conversation. Wait, can she hear this conversation?
0: Do you want to show up? <laughs> well, but you can't hear
3: Bernard. Yes.
1: You can't hear Bernard. You can just see me being tired.
3: <laughs> I want to I show up, but not yet.
2: Also, I'm pretty sure it would be lucky to go to sea with one of... With I, Also, I'm pretty sure it would be lucky on any ship.
3: Okay, now I want to show up. Because, Trixie, I know where your family store is, right? Like, I know how to find you.
1: Yeah. We went there to get you something to help your voice uh, after you lost it.
3: But the thing that you got me wasn't helping because it was just one of these home remedy things. Like, it was fine if you've got a bad cough, but it wasn't one of the magical ones because, you know, you don't go to those first. But it didn't work at all. And it's about two weeks until this club show that I have not canceled. I can barely speak when I'm called on in math class. And that's not just because I struggle with math because I've missed so many classes. Although that is also true. It's because I need my voice back and I don't even, I don't want mouse to know. I don't want the adults to know that this is a struggle. And I only have one friend my own age who's magic and it's Trixie. And I did text you, but you were busy and you haven't texted back yet. And I just. I'm gonna take the bus out.
2: Bernard is gonna lose his shit when Amfetriny comes in. He is going to be basically. I'm, I am not going to play this out because it, I feel like it would be a dick move to try. But he is. He is a nonstop voice in your ear, suggesting that you should, you know, offer her tea, try to make friends with her, basically being being the the nonstop adult who thinks that your teenage friend is the coolest ever, and that you should you should you know you should ask her if if she's ever performed for Go, for a room of ghosts, and and can you get her autograph and 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 and
3: and. We get that doorbell sound, like ding, when someone comes in through in, in a, sh- a shop door. And I'm looking, are you the only person, are you the only like family member in the shop?
1: Yeah, I'm, it's a slow hour. I'm working behind the counter. My mom's probably in the back room.
3: Trixie, 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 Yes, I've been texting you all day.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. I have been working and then being bothered by a ghost and now accepting. You oh. didn't text her back. How rude is
2: that?
3: <laughs> I didn't want to ask again because I wanted to try the those lozenges that were like in my color scheme, like the blue green lozenges, and I I love them, and I I actually tried sucking on like ten of them at once, and my mouth felt really weird and minty afterwards. But I still I can barely talk, and I need my voice back, and my life is over if I can't sing again. And do you think, Trixie?
1: So. You're asking me a totally normal question and you're and this is fine. And Trixie is in no way upset with you, but there is a ghost six inches from me who is asking 30 questions a second and is not letting her think or breathe and barely hear you.
2: Bernard is concerned that she's made a deal with a sea witch <laughs>
1: behind Trixie, who is trying to keep herself together and lock this out and listen to you, suddenly a shelf of glass jars just shatter all at the same time, which I'm going to say is uncontrollably release your powers, because I'm not trying to do that. I don't want to break everything in this job. (laughs) This is my after-school job.
3: Oh, no. I'm
1: going to say, for my own sanity, that that is startling enough that the ghost next to me quiets down for a second, because I'm... I'm a weird little spooky teenager, and sometimes ghosts so are afraid of me. And after that happens, and I am flustered and trying to get myself back on track and clean up behind the counter, how does everybody else in the room react to this? Yeah, can I,
0: I actually? I want to do a strong move on this. I can comfort someone, calm someone down. I think when I notice, you know, when the when the shelfs smashes, I want to come and and like, hey, well, I'll clean that up for you. Don't you know? Don't don't worry. I know there's a lot going on here that I can't follow, and so sorry to hear about your concert, Talia. That that sounded really rough. But let me just—I'll just grab the the broom and and I and I so I start start sweeping up behind you all the broken glass. Thank you. Um, You're Brethren,
3: right? Like you make all that cool stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I've, I think I've I've seen you at school before. You you know? Yeah. When used still what?
3: Yeah, no, I go. I, 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 I go a solid three days a week. I mean, I have tutors. I don't, brother, what's it, what's it like to be normal?
0: <laughs> Is that a move by the way? Do you have a, um, no. Okay. That's
3: strangely. Fine. No, I think it, it might. I mean, it should be. Wait, are you a fan? I think it's interact with a fan with mixed results.
0: No, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. Okay. Ooh, I've got a weak move that's give advice that will benefit the recipient but harm you. Ooh, <laughs> go for it. Let's see. I think he says, well, I'm, I mean, I guess I never thought of myself too much as normal, but it's, um, I guess that's relative. I don't know. Do you want me to like take you around day in the life stuff?
3: I mean, do I have a choice? What if my voice, tricksy? Trixie...
1: Yes, right. Problem at hand.
3: I want your help. I, want, I need my voice back, and no one's ever going to hear my own songs. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna die with people just knowing me. No. As no. this this plastic person who sang no. songs I didn't. I mean, but if no, I don't get my voice back, no. I need to learn. No.
1: No, cri- <laughs> no additional crises in I, the Magic Shop.
2: Bernard, <laughs> who has been sulking in the corner, perks up at of songs and says, "You'll never let
3: that happen, right?" Yes,
1: Bernard. Everything will be fine. Who's Bernard? Who,
3: Trixie? Who's who's Bernard?
1: That's so many answers.
3: Breath in, do you know who's who's Bernard? This is serious. You should ask your mother to come
2: help. Okay. <laughs> let's
1: let's all in this room, including the ghost, take a breath.
3: Uncalled for.
1: Let it out. Okay. So
3: I take a breath and start coughing.
1: Trixie is going. <laughs> To go around the back of the counter, dodging broken glass to where she knows some more intentionally magical things are and is going to pull out her mother's like tonic specifically for this kind of thing for like sore throat, cough, allergies, etc. It's a bunch of herbs and some magic uh, and it it fixes things. And
2: tell her if there's a sea witch involved, I know how to fight him. (sighs)
1: Every now and then you do see Trixie just like close her eyes and breathe. And you're like, what's up with that? And you don't know because she's just not answering questions to this man anymore. (laughs) But she's going to hold up this bottle and be like, this will help. This will fix things. There is no need to panic. And all it will cost you is that, do you have any piece of your own merch with you? Oh, yeah. Can you sign it to Bernard? Yeah. And save My afternoon.
3: (laughs) I hope so. I truly hope so. So, I don't just carry my t shirts around in my like green and blue striped backpack, but I do carry buttons and keychains. So, I take like four of them out and like little kind of wallet clutchy things, you know, small things, and I just start signing them all in Glitter Pen to Bernard, to Bernard, to Bernard, to Bernard. And while I'm doing that, I take out my phone and I start recording. And I record and I start saying this is from my super fan, Bernard, who's out here at what's the name of the family shop is just like O'Neill Magic or what's the shop called?
1: That's a good question. I haven't come up with a name for it. And so I've been intentionally not giving up (laughs) because I can't think of one that's good. (laughs) Like everyone that's coming to mind, I'm like, that's from something else. That's from something else. It might just be O'Neill magic. Like I feel like it's been around for a long time. Like my grandmother owned this shop. Uh, continues to own this shop.
0: Do you just have like the shop sign that's that's just like the um, like an apothecary sign, just like the illustration, like sort of ye old like. There's, so there's no name. It's just this this image.
1: Well, we got to be able to be Googleable. Uh, no, that's
0: true. No, that's true. <laughs>
1: In this
3: day and age. I think it's O'Neill's.
1: Yeah. O'Neill's magic. I I do I like this the second you said it, I was like, I do like the sound of that. It's simple, but it's we're right, we're right next to the very punny craft store. And then like one door down is like, no, this is just O'Neill's. Yeah. It's been O'Neill's forever.
3: I'm here at O'Neill's with my super fan Bernard. I'm really grateful for his support and all of your all of your support. And I cough a little. And I'm gonna see all of you. All of you in two weeks and Thank you for sticking with me, and I'm taking care of myself. I'm taking the best care of myself I can to give you the best show, and, and you take care of yourselves too, and they're taking care of me. And on camera, I uncork the little bottle of the Magic Tonic, and I just chug all of it, which I don't know if that was the dosage, but I'm desperate.
2: The media has some things to say about this video. (laughs)
1: like Trixie is standing off on the side being like you're supposed to take a small amount of it over the course of a week um but it's it's fine it'll be fine it's just kind of like oh no oh (laughs) like that one bottle is supposed to be (laughs) drunk periodically as like it's a it's a slow acting remedy We'll get you sorted. It's fine.
0: So I wanna know I, I wanna know what the I wanna know what the media's like rapid response is on yes. this. Uh Brethin probably does have his phone.
2: The media is extremely divided. A chunk of it is taking is assumes that you're faking and that this is really proof that the whole Kraken thing was you and that you're you're basically playing out this whole thing to manipulate your fans. The other half thinks that you are, like, that the Kraken thing was somehow the last try and you're coming unwound and something is terribly wrong and you're going to be checking yourself into rehab soon. <laughs> Which is not entirely wrong.
1: You're just chugging
2: mystery drinks. That half is... Not hostile, but fairly clearly concerned trolling, although it does have a contingent of your actual fans, like, it it does get a contingent of your actual fans wanting to know if you're okay, and there are hashtags that are the effect of, is Amphitrite okay, (laughs) going around on a couple platforms.
3: Having chugged the small bottle that has five or six doses, regular doses, of vocal tonic in it, I start, like, glittering and glowing, and I pass out and my phone is still running i'm still broadcasting this live to social media so i've just passed out live on social media with like glittery sparkle dust rising from me and brevin and and bernard and trixie you're you're right there and my phone is right there and it's broadcasting
0: i think that that i was i was watching some of the response and was about to sort of do a you know it's just like oh chugging magical things, going into rehab kind of thing. I was about to sort of, you know, like try to wave her over and be like, hey, you know, this, the image that you're showing here is not great when she collapses. I want to get it over my head. I think I get her phone yeah. and pick it up. And so it's still streaming and it's like, hey, um, this is Brevin, I'm a f- friend of Amphitrites and she's totally fine everything is fine uh the concert's great she she loves you all and and we're we're taking care of her and she's great all right and then i look really scared before i turn it off media reports also are concerned
2: that she might be in a cult
3: Did I just damage my public image?
2: Oh yes, maybe it might. Although you might, you might be cooler now. Like there's, there's a, a there's definitely a subcategory of people to whom you are now cooler. But um, Bernard, meanwhile, is doing his best to break in and basically do the equivalent of what Brethren did. Although obviously, no one can see or hear any of this except for Trixie. But he is doing, he is doing his damnedest to defend your honor, not, oh. not effectively. Oh, I am going to spend a token.
1: So, Enfetradi's has just. Passed out in the middle of my shop, uh having downed a magical tonic and glittered and then passed out. And that's not good. <laughs> so I'm spending a token. I'm not sure which strong move I want this to be. So I'm going to describe what I do, and then we can decide what flavor of thing it is. I just know that this is a strong move. You hit the ground, and immediately Trixie is in, like, competent witch mode for possibly the first time you've ever seen her do this of she (laughs) sees this happen and immediately grabs like five weird things off of five different shelves and has immediately like thrown herself on the ground is kneeling next to you with like a book open has like chalk drawn symbols around you has like thrown salt over your body and has like done some weird magic stuff to like cleanse you of basically overdosing on a magic motion i'm trying to keep this light and fun uh but like like yeah. i'm trying to not make this too much like any sort of real world thing but just kind of does some magic and the like there is a glow in the center of your chest that rises out of you and then you wake up as she like takes a breath and has fixed a bad situation like you weren't You were not in danger of dying. You were just in danger of having a real bad time Uh, for a minute. Because we don't down magical potions without context.
3: Trixie. Hi. Trixie, it it worked. Where? Oh. Oh. Did I pass out?
1: And you just see me holding like a, a glowing orb, like is hovering several inches from my hand. And I'm like, in this store, never consume anything without reading the instructions please
3: okay but it it worked i'm looking at my character sheet and it says that my two key relationships are my agent who is mouse who we we've we've met and my straight crush and i don't know whether Trixie is straight or straight passing but it says here i have a straight <laughs> crush yes,
1: <sure. laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna vote for it Trixie is both straight and absolutely oblivious to what is happening right now.
3: (laughs) So Trixie is
1: just a useful witch who is like, I have saved your life and nothing more has happened here.
3: I have so many feelings right now because if I didn't have a crush on Trixie before I do now, but but I don't, I'm just so grateful and I want to, and I'm scared because how long is it? How many days, Trixie, brethren, how many days, how many days was I out? How many weeks was I out? Did I miss the show? What's up? where what what day is it
0: no it was like 30 seconds yeah and actually I think we need to jet because you did say exactly where you are at Petrite. I kind of feel like various fan posses or non-fan posses are descending on O'Neill's but i
3: I thought you'd Trixie, I thought you'd want that because it's a, a family business and and they'll I mean,
1: it would be very good for business if you hadn't passed out on a live stream while saying the name of our
3: store. No, no, it's really good. No, it's it's really good. Do you have a ukulele? We're going to fix this. I'm going to spend a token for this. Do you do you have a ukulele?
1: Why would I have a ukulele?
3: Because sometimes they're magical. When I
0: was alive, I had several extremely (coughs) excellent pipes, but I would happily (laughs) play to accompany her. And I my car's around back. I can just get you out of here. I think that might be best. No, we have
3: to. We have to help Trixie first. Trixie, are you talking to a ghost?
1: When am I not talking
2: to a ghost?
3: The, is that Bernard? Yes. Bernard sighs
2: grudgingly and points out that your mother has a mandolin in the back room. He is going to be helpful for once. <laughs>
1: Trixie is going to very baffledly be like, "An eighteenth century sea captain wants me to tell you that we have a mandolin in our back room."
3: Perfect. Perfect. I know some mandolin chords. We can do this.
1: But you don't
3: What are your sea captain's pronouns? We're gonna save your store.
1: My store isn't in danger
3: if we if we leave. Brethren like... said it was in danger. We're gonna save your
0: store. Can I have a mandolin? <laughs> no, you're in danger. They're coming for you. You're the pop star. I can save us all. I just need a mandolin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Trixie is a little bit convinced that you were like post-magical ritual, like just loopy, just a little bit loopy, like you, okay. like fever dream kind of stuff. Like you're just making absolutely no sense to her. And she's like, "I, th- you, I'm going to do a weak move and I'm going to damage a relationship by telling you that you should just leave. No, it's fine. We can handle it. It's just I'm not sure doing an impromptu concert in my family magic shop is going to go great.
3: How about outside your magic shop?
0: <sighs> right outside your magic shop? No. No.
1: Nothing I say is going to stop you is
0: it? I I'm trying to like pull you away to the to like the out the back into the car. The stuff on social media about you right now is not good. Okay. The media
2: is blowing up about the location and rumor is that and people are already heading there. Someone has asked, someone has said that they have called the police and asked them to do a wellness check.
3: Okay. Someone else says that they've also done so, and the police seem to think it's a practical joke. Can I see your mom? Trixie, can I see, is your mom visible?
1: As all of this has happened, my mom has probably stepped out of the back room and been like, what's, what's going on?
3: Okay, I'm going to make two strong moves here. This is what I've been saving up tokens for.
1: Oh, no. Okay.
3: I am going to use my siren song powers to get your mom to bring me the mandolin. I'm just going to ask very melodiously. And then I'm going to go outside, and you can follow me if you want, but I'm going to go outside the store so that the, the window that says O'Neill's Magic is visible, and I'm going to turn my phone back on and say, Hi fans, I'm doing great. That tonic was exactly what I needed. I know some of you are concerned, but, and I appreciate your patience, but I thought to celebrate the next set of shows and to just show you, to show you everything's everything's hunky-dory now, we do a little bit of a songwriting workshop. And I take the mandolin, and Trixie, are you in earshot? Have you followed me outside, or are you, like, running away, or where are you?
1: Trixie is standing in the doorway, still processing the fact that you just used your powers on her mom, mm-hmm. which she's not sure she's okay with. Yeah. Like, just because, like, she, she could sense that you used powers and was like, yeah. my mom probably would have just handed you something if you'd asked. So you did a, you did a weird thing that has made Trixie uncomfortable.
3: Oh, yeah. So I'm going to turn to you and say, this is my friend Trixie. She's amazing. And I'm going to say, you know, if you want, we could put a little bit of a sea shanty into this one. Bernard is so into this. And I am inviting you. Bernard
2: is bouncing on his tiny ghost toes. (laughs) I'm inviting
3: you to let your friend Bernard, who I now know is an 18th century sea captain who likes me, contribute to the song that I'm writing.
2: Bernard, for once in his life, is struck dumb. And
1: Trixie, despite being a little uncomfortable with everything that has happened and a little overwhelmed by what is going on, because this is not necessarily like. This is not the general vibe of this store. This is not what usually happens here. Trixie does, despite her powers being often overwhelming and unpredictable, does take her role as someone who communicates with and helps ghosts seriously. It is something that she does deeply care about, though it is something that often overwhelms and frustrates her. And so when she realizes what you are doing, she gestures for bernard and kind of leads him over she doesn't walk on camera she does not join you in this but she gestures for a ghost to join you that you may or may not be able to see or perceive
2: bernard hems and haws a lot about not knowing anything about writing songs but he's you know he's had the kind of life people write ballads about and but maybe not singers like her but one time he did get very drunk and accidentally marry a sea witch <laughs> and i'm <laughs> which is why he was concerned about the whole voice ceiling thing because you know, she, she was known to do that now and again yeah
1: before bernard launches into that i am going to spend a token to i'd say probably wield your powers effectively is what it would boil down to that trixie is going to focus her energy so that amphitrates can Communicate with Bernard that, like, he is not visible to the camera. He is not like a visible, tangible human, but he is visible to her. And they can communicate in this so that he can get what he wants and she can know peace again.
0: That's probably then the scene, right? Of the impromptu workshop outside of uh, O'Neill's. The song is called Bernard Says. Where do I want to go from here? I'm kind of curious what Alex is up to. Also, like, honestly, thinking about uh, the desires of fellow deans, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be coming around O'Neill's for, quote, whatever Amphitrite drank that knocked her out. Um,
1: (laughs) Which is causing a problem because that doesn't get handed out to random people. Yeah. (laughs) Because stuff like that happens.
0: Yeah, I think the combination of the spread of rumors and wild parties has probably led to the stuff they have in the back at O'Neill's can get you really high, and we should try to get it. <laughs> no. All right, here's how we c- I can pull Alex in. Alex is going to show up
2: in the long line looking extremely out of place and extremely awkward with an extremely large bundle.
0: Okay, so I think maybe this is like later, yeah. later in the day or the, the next day. Yes. Like, I think that the buzz around O'Neill's is still happening. yes. And I, I guess, Trixie, are you working?
1: Yeah. So currently the inside of O'Neill's is that there are a lot of people and there are a lot of people who are not our regular people. Uh, there are a lot of people who've never been here. There are a lot of people who are picking up things that have signs on them that say you shouldn't pick them up. There are people not respecting the space. You have me, my mother, and my grandmother all working in the shop at once, All running around, trying to handle things, try, just, it is far more chaotic. Amphitrates came in, the, like, two days ago or whenever it was, to a basically empty shop. It was a quiet hour in the shop of things just getting done in the back room, and now we are seeing crowds in this store that is not necessarily equipped for crowds. So, uh,
2: so Alex is going to approach, start to leave, exchange some very brief and very frustrated words with the package he's holding and go back and stand in line extremely awkwardly.
0: You're very slowly then making your way up to the front. I guess, Trixie, you would probably have noticed, like, hey, wait, that was was the guy from the merch table, but you're also, like, super busy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Trixie is moving around the shop. She is ringing up someone who has bought, like, just a bundle of incense that they don't even know what it smells like they just kind of grabbed it and is fending off people being like so i heard and she's like no you you didn't (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about we're a magic shop please please proceed to the exit
2: so alex has heard about this place via the general underground whisper mill of weirdness in town, yeah, and by virtue of not using social media, does not understand why it is currently mobbed with teenagers. Yeah, <laughs> and um, comes up and is like, "I am." Looks around and just looks, just stands there for a minute and says, "Um, this is gonna sound weird. Go
1: ahead. Days already weird.
2: Are there any good ways to animate a, ske- a partial skeleton? <sighs> no, <laughs> not human. No, not human. It's it's and consensually.
1: <laughs> Trixie is so baffled." By what you have said that what you have said so casually and so confidently and that's coming from a girl who regularly talks to ghosts like for whatever reason ghosts totally normal someone asking about reanimating a partial skeleton out the window that is so somehow so outside her frame of reference
2: alex is going to to, to see her level of discomfort and qualify it's not for anything weird <laughs> <laughs>
1: Does not instill confidence, because that's what someone would say if it was for something weird.
2: Well, okay. Well, do you know anyone who does? Because I'm um, whoever I'm going to drop the name of whoever referred me here, who is is at least someone who you know in context of magical around there, because said that this would this was probably the best bet.
1: Oh boy! Somehow this is. This is both weirder than my normal days and less weird than the mob of teenagers. <sighs> I have so many questions that shouldn't be asked in public. Um,
0: I think in that panel, we then, there's like a crash in the background as a teen drops something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just in, unintelligible frustration from Trixie as her.
2: I, I also kind of figured because the cat that you, I mean, the, ca- the cat's dead, right? The cat's a ghost. Right.
1: I don't yeah, and you and Boo like jumps up on the counter and sits like next to my hand and I am petting an invisible cat to most people. What
2: vibe am I getting from Boo?
1: She good. She happy.
2: Okay, I am I'm going to tentatively attempt to scratch ears to my hands just pass through.
1: Because you said that you can talk, that that you can communicate with animals, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that you can touch her. And that Trixie is a little bit surprised by that.
2: I'm going to use the cat's reactions to things to tone in on how the cat likes to be petted.
1: She is also a little bit confused by you. Because again, okay. she's, she is not used to other people kind of interacting with her. She knows she's a ghost and she's chill with being a ghost. So you get kind of that, that cat look of like, what are you doing? But then she like realizes she's like, okay, I think this is fine. And she... She tolerates some, like, head scritches.
2: She jumped on the counter. Can she, like, interact with things? Because that might work, too.
1: What? What? Okay. And she's gonna... Trixie's gonna call out to her mom and her grandma and be like, I need 10 minutes for a private consultation in the back room. To which they're like, sure, as her grandmother's trying to sweep up some... Like crystal thing that has shattered on the ground, and her mom is fielding teenagers. <laughs> and so, I will lead you into our back room that is like combination storage and like for this kind of like private meeting of thing of like for, for a normal person, it would be like, Oh, this is where they do tarot readings, but it's also where like we do private magical rituals for actual magical folk who show up and <laughs> need help. Uh, and Boo is going to jump down, follow, is, like, sticks very close to Trixie's legs in that way that cats do. That thing that some cats do where they, like, bob and weave through uh, your legs, but she can just walk straight through my legs without a second thought about it.
2: So the way cats think they can move.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yes, Boo can. And so she will lead you back there and be like, sit down, explain several things all at once, and then we'll decide if we can help you or if you're asking something real weird that does not happen here cuz there are limits
2: okay so he puts down carefully puts down the large package and sort of sort of opens it and pulls back and what you see is a, most of a possum skeleton which is fairly clean um she would like to be able to climb i owe her a favor someone said you were the person to talk to <laughs>
1: I, this is just so baffling to Trixie because this doesn't happen.
2: It's a, a possum. Yeah, like <laughs> um, Alex. Alex explains that carefully, as if that's what—that's the source of the confusion. <laughs> no, I get it. I get that. Obviously, like she—I—I I couldn't find all of the Why'd all you? of the bones, but like she said, Ooh. that would be fine. She says she can do fine with three legs. You don't.
1: Okay, we're we are we are in different sections of the library.
3: Okay, can the extraordinary come in and want you to do something?
0: Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. If anyone takes any weak moves on the um, resurrection,
2: I am going to use a weak move here and overshare via monologue because I can tell that she is suspicious and mistrustful, and I'm figuring that more information is probably going to be useful. So I am going to explain exactly the wrong information. Um, basically, that this possum has helped me out a bunch with recon around the area where she used to live. Yeah, I found her by the side of the road. She was hit by a car. She's, she's been incredibly helpful, but she also really wants to be able to climb. I figure, you know, that's the least I can do after all that she's been through. And and again, all the help that she's been. And I, I know someone at, the, at, the, at a, one of the paleontology labs lets me use their masticating beetles because I, we both figured it would, it would make more sense to have less, less, violet, less um, you know, of the gross stuff involved um and so masticating beetles are um, okay (laughs)
1: um that's where trixie genuinely holds up both hands and goes i okay no don't need to know that i don't need to know and trixie is going to very carefully recover the skeleton because it's freaking her out just a little bit because despite being a person who deals with death regularly she deals with death in a very different way than you do and so this is just freaking her out a little bit. So she does that very respectfully. You would notice, like she does not okay. like flippantly do it. it is, and she's going to look at you and just be like, "So reanimating the dead is not not a thing we do here, and generally not an advisable thing." The person who sent you to me, I deal with ghosts. I don't deal with remains none none of that but let's see and is there a ghost lingering around this skeleton like when he brought this because like that's what i'm used to i am like kind of looking around for like is there a little glowing blue possum anywhere around here
0: oh um i suppose there would probably have to be right if you're able to
1: to yeah. talk
0: to the skeleton. A doubt of character, I realized I just accidentally opened an entirely
2: like massive existential ball of like animal afterlife questions. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, that's the thing because
1: I think that Trixie generally doesn't, because I thought about this before we started because of the, the character you've created. I think in the way that Trixie interacts with the world, most, not all, but most animals don't end up as ghosts that come to her. And from her perspective, she has interpreted this as Most animals do not have unfinished business. They don't need... Animals get what's going on in life, and there is a circle of life, and they are generally chill with it, and they are content. And when animals do come back as ghosts, most of the time it is she can't talk to them. They don't talk. Like, Boo doesn't really talk to her. Like, she, that's the thing. So she can't ask them for stuff. And so the few times that she has encountered ghost animals, I think it is generally a thing of they are, like, sticking by their owner for a little bit or something, and then are like, okay, everything's chill here, and they move on on their own. Animals sort themselves out, which is why Boo is special and odd, that Boo is like, I don't have any unfinished business, but I'm also not leaving. Uh, And you're like,
0: okay. Well, but I, I like that Alex has a relationship, right, with this possum. Yeah. Right. And I think that if this is an animal that he's spent a lot of time with and sort of conversed with emotionally, yes. that has given it something that wants to stick around more. Yes. Yeah, I think this is atypical. To and exist. I, have an, Sorry. I
1: have an idea that I think might...
0: Well, for starters, I think the possum ghost is playing dead because that's in character, especially with Boo around. So I think that you could probably like sort of look and realize that sort of superimposed on the skeleton is the ghost version of the possum.
1: (laughs) Got it. And so realizing this, Trixie's going to be like, okay. And like Trixie is staring at this and thinking and is going, I have an idea, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to get to where the idea I'm having is. Cause I have this idea that the possum's actual, like, quote unquote, unfinished business is checking on Alex and making sure Alex is okay and that the possum has, like, lied to Alex almost to be like, hey, you need to go find somebody because we need to make sure that you're not, like, freaking out too much and, like, that you have a plan and you know other humans kind of thing. Oh, But I feel like that might be very complicated because Trixie can't talk to animals, so I don't know how to get to that idea that I think would be interesting,
2: possums are the mom friends.
1: <laughs> yes, which is kind of true. Like mm-hmm. possums as animals, they look weird, but they're like we don't get rabies and we eat things oh, great. that are bad.
2: <laughs> and they're they're basically indestructible, a little bit, which is great. And they will make fr- they will they will make friends with people if the people um, put out cat food regularly. Which I found out when cat sitting for someone who had a
0: local possum who really wanted to be one of her cats. Aw. I mean, is there a ghost who? would have animal vibes, like a veterinarian or someone who might interpret this for you, Trixie? I Because I like where you're going. It's very sweet. And and I agree, yeah, we we should figure out how to get there.
1: So the idea I have, since I have two more tokens, okay. what I'm going to do is that Trixie's going to kind of take this in and think about this and try to come up with an idea of how how to help, because she does this. Yeah. And what she'll do is she'll start going around and she lights some candles and pulls out a specific book that she sets down and she is going to intentionally try to draw a specific kind of ghost to her. Most of the time, ghosts just show up Mm -hmm. in her life, but she is going to try to wield her powers effectively to ask the universe for a veterinarian ghost. And I think what What arrives for her is kind of like a, I have a very specific image in my mind of like 1940s, all creatures great and small, kind of like traveling farm vet, almost, that kind of idea. I love it. I don't know how many people are familiar with the PBS show, Mm -hmm. but that kind of idea of someone who sees a lot of different animals and a lot of different things does the house calls and weird things and knows how things work or the books their books their books and then the pbs shows the two forms of media
0: <laughs> i could play her do you have you known her before or is this you new know?
1: i think that we as a family called on her once before when boo first showed up to be like hey what's up with this ghost cat okay. and she was the person who was like she's fine and she doesn't want to leave and we're like oh okay then I guess we just have a ghost cat now. So this is who we occasionally call on to be like, "Hey, weird animal thing." All
0: right, yeah. So I think that I think that you know, you just it's just uh, it's sort of arrives. Oh, 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 Trixie, where's my girl? Where is she? Oh, let me and like she just beeline over to Boo. And how are you doing? You know, are you getting along? Oh, and she she picks her up and like is is able to interact with her like ghost to ghost yes. in a way that like Boo doesn't otherwise get. Oh, thank you for calling me back. I've been missing the snuggly one.
1: Trying to think of a good doctor veterinarian name. She's Dr.
0: Elizabeth. Just call me Dr. Elizabeth.
1: Dr. (laughs) Elizabeth. Got it. She's like, so, uh, Dr. Elizabeth, we have an odd case. And I think because of the way that we've done this kind of ritual thing and who Alex is, Alex can also see Dr. Elizabeth in this situation in this room because we have done this on purpose just to make this a little
2: easier on everyone. Okay, yeah. I am roughly as taken aback at seeing a human ghost as you were at the whole possum situation.
1: (laughs) And Trixie is fully comfortable with this part. This doesn't phase Trixie in the slightest. Yeah. Trixie is going to kind of gesture to the table, move the fabric. We have a possum.
0: Let me see. Oh, sweetie, I think this one's a little far gone. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she like takes out her stethoscope, right? Her ghost stethoscope, but is like doesn't get there. I, I know that can be hard to hear sometimes the way that people get with animals, but sometimes we just have to let things go.
2: No, no, that's, that's what we're trying to
3: do. Can, can we have the extraordinary make a move here? Can we have, have one of the, the cosmic forces do
0: something? What are you thinking?
3: I wanted Dr. Elizabeth to freak out a little bit.
0: She's freaked out that Alex is addressing her, actually. Because <laughs> um, that's new. She's like, oh, oh, you can. Uh, hello, young man.
1: He's the one with the possum.
0: This is new
2: territory for me, too. Okay, yeah. But um, I just heard the possum. word. um, you know, ghost form would be, a ghost form would be fine if she had freedom of movement. Like, she just, she just keeps on saying she misses climbing. She's so. I think if the simplest thing would be to, you know, just partially to t- to reanimate her somehow. But if if there's a way to, I don't know, detach her from the remains, that seems like it would work too.
1: And Trixie is kind of piecing together that what Alex is saying, like, doesn't line up with how she understands how ghosts work. Of being like, the possum is detached. That they're they're separate. That, like she's kind of thinking. But she's honestly,
2: like, this is this is all like way way out of my bailiwick
1: yes no 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 but i think this is when she starts being like this possum's doing something weird like is when that starts to percolate in trixie's mind okay which is why we've called in the veterinarian who i'm hoping will be like huh inspect possum realize possum is that this possum is is playing a prank on us in some ways to try and (laughs) sort this kid out
2: i'm sorry are you like a ghost a ghost veterinarian
0: because like do you do you have a card or something because I feel like you're the kind of person I should have on speed dial. She says, well, my availability is not really up to me, but here you go. And she hands you the, the ghost version of a card, which, you know, your hand would just pass through. She says, oh, silly me. She says, maybe um, just give us a little bit of space and, and, and let me see if I can get her to uh, calm down a little bit. You can see she's doing the possum thing. She sort of inspects and is, is sort of looking and, and that kind of thing. As she pulls Trixie aside. She says, um, you're a young man here. Do you, uh, have you known him? Have you two been together long?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love
3: all of this. Tr-
1: Trixie does just kind of panic laugh because what? Um, uh, I met this guy Three days ago at a concert and we exchanged two sentences and then he showed up at my shop with a possum. So no.
0: I don't pretend to understand kids these days. You know that. (laughs) I get the sense that he doesn't have anyone looking out for him. And she sort of points down to the possum. She doesn't either. They've got a very strong, you know, the whole baby clinging thing instinct. Yeah. She wants to make sure she's around for him to cling on to.
1: Okay. And Trixie will process that and has an idea for how this gets sorted and kind of comes back over to the table where I think the possum has kind of gotten up and is kind of standing there, confused possum way that they do. Right.
0: The ghost possum standing up, the possum's partial possum skeleton still in the box.
1: Yes. (laughs) Separate entities. And Trixie is going to lean down and look at this possum and hope it understands her words and just go. I think he'll be okay. Do you want us to help you be okay, too? Oh, And we'll hopefully get a vibe from the possum of kind of like, I don't want to say that this possum nods in approval, but this possum ghost nods in approval. (laughs)
0: Um, Okay, fair enough. (laughs) She does like a paw thing and uh, the doctor says uh, that's her way of nodding in approval.
1: And Trixie is going to tell Alex to come, come pick her up. And I think if I can say this, I feel like you would go to go pick up the skeleton and she says no and directs you to where like her actual spirit is that you can see and is like this is her Uh, this is what matters
2: okay i'm gonna instead of picking at her up i'm gonna hold out an arm and let her climb up she climbs up
1: so i have an idea that is going out toward near where the sheep farm is and kind of releasing the possum into the still good woods area and letting the possum find peace in good nature Unless you want to keep a possum ghost.
2: Yeah, no. I, I am I am going to be, like, fairly seriously offended at the prospect that I would be keeping this possum ghost as a pet. Got it. Be like, no.
1: So with that, Trixie is going to go back out into the shop and go over to her mom and her grandma and just go, I got a ghost quest. I'll be back in an hour. Now! I'm Trixie, so sorry. Uh, it's, a it's a weird one.
0: Fine, uh, fine, fine, fine.
1: Thank you. Uh, hugs both of them and runs out. And we'll take take you and we'll bus out to the country or however we get out there near the sheep farm. Feel free to join as sheep friend.
0: Well, Alex, why don't you narrate the the goodbye part of this? And I think that can be our our close. So Alex is
2: fairly chill in the car, doesn't interact with the possum much, attempts to ask Boo questions about how Boo works. And eventually shrugs off, well, yeah, cats are cats. Yeah. (laughs) Um, When you get out to the woods, you're expecting some kind of sentimental goodbye. What you see is remarkably prosaic. Alex looks around, shuffles around a little bit, and asks, do do the the physical remains need to be interred? Does it matter? Do you want to keep them?
1: I don't want to keep them.
2: I don't know. I figured magic, you might have some use for bones or whatever. Okay. (laughs) Well, that simplifies things. We don't... Am I supposed to do anything?
1: And she'll... Lead you over as she is just kind of trying to sense what this possum needs, as she does with ghosts. And she'll lead you over to a nice tree that looks secure and safe and kind of gesture for you to hold out your arm and let her crawl off of you and into the tree. Okay. As she goes up the tree, she finds a place that seems safe and comfortable and like looks down at you and will look at you and see you looking at
2: her. Alex is going to basically check in with the skeleton, make sure there's nothing attached to it at this point. And if there isn't, nod and go back to the car.
1: And Trixie, who does this more often, gives it a minute and waits and watches as the possum kind of fades away. And she understands that that means that is at peace. And that means this ghost quest uh, has been fulfilled. And she has done what she needs to do. And then she joins you, because that part is what is important to her.
0: We're going to whiplash from that to social media.
3: It's it's two. It's like two comic book panels. One, I've got my voice back and I'm practicing for that club show that's all my own songs, mm-hmm. except the ones where Bernard's helping. And the second is me cutting just like a a thirty second TikTok saying thank you to the O'Neill Magic Shop and encouraging all of today's teens and tweens who want to get better the way I get better, to respect the medicine, not abuse it, and order cool stuff online. Don't go to the shop, order online from O'Neill Magic. <laughs> it's just different work for us. I've got a strong token, and I'm going to make that work. Not with my powers, just like, I, I'm i supporting Trixie, I think.
0: I hope. Trixie. Brethin's online life has been completely destroyed after getting found as You know, some some people thought of as the person who poisoned Amphitrite with the glowing potion and just like appearing on the end of that stream was not good for him. But I think that probably in that sort of like, all right, I'm gonna spend more time out on the sheep farm and not be online and that, I think he starts to appreciate more the nature around the farm on the outside he has more time now to kind of take a walk in the woods also hey
2: free possum skeleton
0: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and i think probably he 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 reaches back out to to alex to maybe apologize and, and ask for like a tour of the stuff that alex kept safe by destroying the uh, the construction
2: alex a sense in that tour now includes there may or may not be a possum ghost in this tree.
0: oh really okay cool yeah (laughs) all right that's marvelous jay emily thank you so much for playing with us
1: thank you for having us
0: thank you so much for having us well now is the time at the end of podcasts where we talk about where else you can be found online and so yeah what are those handles what are those websites emily why don't you go first
1: yeah You can find me at Emily of Arden, which is E-M-I-L-Y of A-R-D-E-N, on Twitter and Instagram, sharing uh, stuff about all the shows that I'm on, when I guest on things, when I voice act on things, what I'm reading, what I'm watching, stuff like that on either of those platforms. And you can find all of my previous projects and where to find those and where to listen to those on my website, which is emilybouza.com, just my name. You can also find me as the co-host of Whelmed, the Young Justice Files, wherever you get your podcasts, where we are a deep dive podcast into the DC Comics show Young Justice, talking about it from a fan perspective, what we loved, what we didn't about every episode, as well as from a creative perspective, discussing what uh, fans can learn from it about writing and creating their own stories. Check us out wherever you get podcasts.
0: Awesome. And, And check the show notes for those links. Jay, how about you? So I am on Twitter as not
2: lasers, um, as in what Cyclops' object blasts are. Mm-hmm. And um, that is relevant less in and of itself than because my bio has a link to a link tree that has everywhere else you can find me online. If you enjoy the dulcet tones of my voice, I recommend looking up Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men. It's a weekly podcast all about the ins, outs, retcons, clones, and time travel of comics' greatest superhero soap opera with windows into publishing history and occasional creator interviews. That is explainthexmen.com. Also explain the X-Men on most social media. And I think that's me. That's, that's about what I've, what I've been doing lately on the internet. I'm also, I'm on Blue Sky as editor. And I use different handles pretty much everywhere. So um, yeah, Linktree is the best way to find
0: me. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you both again. We're going to have you back to talk about Marvelous, how it works as a game, what sort of superhero stories it tells, stories that remind us of this game, all of that good stuff happening next week. So until next time, take care, pals. And that's the end of the actual play come back next week for our back matter episode. Emily and Jay will discuss Marvelous with us, talk about the ways that its mechanisms are telling a kind of superhero story that we haven't gotten to on the podcast yet. Plus, some absolutely phenomenal back issues recommendations at the end. This run, we've been playing Marvelous by S. Donnelly and Hannah Rogers. You can find it on S. Donnelly's Itch page, sdonnelly.itch.io slash marvelous. Team Up Moves is a production of Fiona Hopkins and Stephanie Burt, copyright 2023. We love to chat if you can find us. We're Team Up Moves on Twitter and Team Up Moves at Dice.Camp on Mastodon. You can also visit our webpage, teamupmoves.com, to see all of our past episodes and cast bios as well as subscribe to our newsletter, which we send out about once a month in between runs. Our theme music is Play by Sleepyhead. Find more of their music at sleepyheadrockband.com. If you'd like to help out the show, get the word out there. Leave a review on iTunes or Google Play, drop a link on Discord, mention us on Reddit, or whatever social media folks are flocking to these days. Take care, guys.